It's been too long. It's been a minute again, but uh, everything is taken care of now. We had a our she shed situation was under construction. Yes. But um, we mm. got some insulation going in here, and it's like a lot of, better. It's nicer, yeah. It's it's decent. So it was like a little construction war zone in here for a couple weeks, but now it's decent enough for us to be back in. Yes, and we've been doing a lot of construction on our house. <laughs> That's so true. That also kind of slowed it slowed us up a little bit construction everywhere yes so it's been like what two or three weeks or something yeah which means we haven't been away from our kids in two or three weeks i know (laughs) this is literally oh that's not true that's not true what do we do together for the first time oh yes (laughs) we went random Random nodding nodding. that was so freaking much fun i want to go again Uh, yeah we need to go again we set um our intention as spooky and I was like, okay, like, whatever. This will be fun to go somewhere that we haven't been before. And um, it took us into, like, the Mary Lake neighborhoods. It just pinpointed us at, like, someone's house. house. And I was like, okay, Jesus, that's fucking dumb. Um, but right after their house was, like, the, you know, Mary Lake loop. So we're like, okay, well, let's just get out and go explore. So uh, we had Spooky on the brain. Yep. <clears throat> so we were looking for spooky things so we found this little off path trail and just kind of started walking around there and <laughs> came around this corner what, yes. the, what the hell was it we found like was. markings all over the trees like hearts and in the middle of this heart circle was some kind of weird sign like symbol it was some weird symbol mm-hmm. we'll have to post it up on instagram yeah 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 i'll put it with our pictures because it was just it was neat and um ian had somebody on reddit take a look at it and it it doesn't seem like it was like a malicious thing but it still wasn't. it was spooky because it was spooky we did not know that at the time yeah I mean, it was just it was just ironic that like our intent was spooky and like to come across some pretty serious looking sigil on a tree was initially pretty fucking spooky. It was so fun. Yeah, because yeah, like I said at the time, we did not know what that meant. So mm-hmm. I was like all spooked out, and then like walking out of there, it almost felt like a spider web hit me. But I didn't see that any freaking weird. spider webs. It literally felt like a spider web went from my nose to my chin, mm-hmm. and it was almost it was freaked me out as far as i could tell there was nothing there no because i went right behind you and i never felt anything i waved my hands all about where you just yeah went. we stopped we stopped we turned around looked to see if we mm-hmm. could see any spider webs like you know Mm-mm. flowing in the wind that was like <laughs> that was like the t- the two trees that were like on the perimeter of like the sigil in the middle too yeah which was kind of strange yeah i don't know Weird. It was a spider web. <laughs> I kept saying definitely it was a spider, a spider web. web. <laughs> Even though on Ghost Adventures they talk about spiritual energy feeling like similar to walking through a spider web. Yeah, kind of gave me a spooked feeling. We, yeah, we tried to ignore that. <laughs> yes, at the time, I, I like I like uh, giving it something like oh you know it was a spider web or you yeah know, it was the wind. Feeling and then, and then later, <laughs> later I'd be like mm, yeah maybe not, but at the time that's how the it, spirit when you're in box, the area. <laughs> yeah, that's how the spirit box session hit me because oh, we was went fun. Yeah, we did another location and it took us out um, like kind of in the boonies behind like old to. Oh, Whiskey West Town. of Old Shasta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's like some houses scattered about and it they took were us old up. burnt down houses. Like you could see yeah. some lots and stuff like pools. There's no houses around. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? We went up this random ass steep hill. Steep ass road. There was still snow out, so we couldn't really go all the way up to where the point took us. So we kind of stopped at this water tower and like walked around this lookout and there was nothing really spooky there. So we had a spirit, the spirit box with us and, I, and we were just kind of like got back in the car and we're like, well, let's turn it on and see. And I think you were asking like if there was someone here. Yeah, I asked something along the lines of what are we going to find here? Or something like that. Like, what are we looking for here? What are we going to find here? Is there anything for us to find here? And it was like, yeah. We heard it. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And then she was like, well, what? Yeah. And it said, I shit you not. It said it. And we were both like. And she was like, did it say water? And I was like, that's what I heard. I heard water. Pretty fucking clearly, too. Yeah. It was a girl's voice. Yeah. And we were both like, water? And it went, yeah. Again. Yeah. And that wasn't a different. That wasn't a guy's voice. It wasn't a different voice. Yeah. And we. Didn't we're just kind of like, okay, that was whatever. Like, I guess it I must have been hearing shit because it didn't make any sense. Yeah. And then I think we just kind of turned off a minute after that and so started like, oh, heading back down. So we're like, oh, snow melt. There was a little, yeah. we were thinking all, all the snow melt. We were I walking like, through, guess. like, water puddles. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> water like, puddles. That's it. <laughs> and we started driving back down the hill. We were, like, halfway back down. And I was like, it just hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. I was like, <gasps> We were right next to the water tower. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Which is like, it's weird. Yeah. Either way, it's a Because we didn't strange. even think of anything of it. We were literally right below mm-hmm. the water tower. There was a landing right below the water tower. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was the closest place to park next to the water tower. Yeah. It was really strange. It, it was, was fun, though. Oh, it was fun. I definitely want to do the spirit box again. My mom's like, you should bring it here. <gasps> oh, I don't know. we should bring it at my house yeah you got to. spooky shit oh speaking of spooky shit this is what i was gonna tell you i was in here by myself in our she shed zone oh, God. um but yeah putting up some of the foam and stuff like that and i'd been in here for like more than an hour already and it was weird dude it was weird i don't even it's like i'm almost getting goosebumps saying it it's not anything huge but i was in here and it was already dark and it it wasn't late late or anything like that but it had been dark for a while already i'd been in here for way more than an hour a couple hours probably and i was up on the step ladder just doing what i had been doing the whole time putting fucking foam in the you know in the shit in the walls and suddenly i just got this like weird unwelcoming i'm getting goosebumps talking about it the vibe just fucking changed in here. Like, nothing changed. Like, nobody came in or out. Nothing changed. But it was, like, the vibe... It was, very suddenly, I just, like, didn't want to look behind me. Oh, God. Like, no. it was not nice. And, like, to the point that, like, I was up on the stepladder, and there's, like, two two doors that are kind of next to each other here. You know, I'm putting my stuff up, but I'm, like... It freaked me out so bad, and I felt so, like, unwelcome and nervous that I avoided looking in the, like, window of it because uh, yeah. I could see reflection behind me, and I was like, I don't want to see anything. Like, No. Ignorance I, is bliss, yeah, guys. It was so weird, though. I've never felt like that before. I would have been like, nope, and walk the fuck weird. out. It was weird. It was a few minutes, <laughs> and I just... I just felt very not welcome it felt like there was something behind me I wouldn't have looked not like right behind me but like it felt like it was probably right over here in the garage and um after a few minutes it left and everything felt fine again but it was very strange I I know that I can't believe I stayed I've never had that feeling before not like that it was in well in like the Mackie Mansion I kind of felt that way but it was kind of like it wasn't as as uh intense (laughs) 
No, it wasn't. And I think it was more expected there, too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're you're looking for it. But, like, when I'm just, like, doing my thing in here, like, I've been doing all day, yeah, like, it was weird. And the fact that it just kind of, like, left, too, I was like, whoa, what the hell? So, Dude, I know that feeling of not wanting. So, I used to work at a cave, guys. <laughs> and at the very end of the day, if you did the last tour, what you had to do, especially if you left the keys to... <laughs> the door at the very top you'd have to run all the way down you know let your tour go you know on the outside mm-hmm. of the cave walk back down to the visitor center but you'd have to lock the door from the inside and walk by yourself <laughs> through a dark cave and that's when i, I would I plug fired. my ears look all the way down to the ground and not look up and run as fast as you can safely. Literally, like, when you're ready to go to bed at the end of the night and it's late at night and you turn on off the last light and you run as fast as you can to bed, which I still do, by the way. Dude, <laughs> it is the freakiest because there is no noise in there. Mm-mm. There's no, no outside Ew, noise. You know what I mean? Jiggles. You just hear, like, water droplets. But, yeah, Very I would unsettling. plug my ears because I don't want to hear shit. Yeah. I don't want to hear a goddamn thing. I don't want to hear a pin drop. I don't want to hear footsteps behind me. (gasps) I don't want to hear if I hear voices Mm -mm. in the distance. You know what I mean? Because, nope. I've heard some fucking stories from that place, and I don't want to know. I didn't know that. I'd plug my ears, and you can ask anybody who has been a tour guide. It's not nice. From a cave, it's not nice by yourself. It's yuck. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. I would look straight down and go. I would never leave keys ever again. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Anyway. Spooky. Yeah, super fucking spook. Anyway, <laughs> I don't have a spooky story today, but I do have a true crimey story today. Ooh. It's not local, though. I ventured out to Alaska on this one because it was one that I had heard about and I wanted to look into for, all, like, years. I just saw, like, a little picture meme about it and I was like oh that sounds interesting and I it popped into my mind and I was like cool now I have an excuse to really delve into it Mm -hmm. so today we are gonna listen to or I'm gonna tell you the story of Jason Vukovic uh Jason Vukovic was born on June 25th 1975 in Anchorage Alaska he was born to a single mother he never knew his father uh but around four years old he was adopted by um mom's husband when she married Larry Lee Fulton. Larry, though, uh, was incredibly abusive to Jason and to Jason's brother, Joel Fulton. Jason and Larry, or excuse me, Jason said Larry uh, would beat him with a custom-made two-by-four. Yeah. And, you know, whip him with a belt, etc. I'm sure just pretty terrible things. Mm -hmm. Much more than he's telling, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, His parents were devout Christians, um, they would go to church multiple times a week. So Jason described remembering the sexual abuse from his father as horror and confusion when he would um, come in for what Larry said was prayer time to oh, use as an God. excuse to molest him. Yeah. So he was really fucking sick in the head. Yeah. Really sick in the head. And Jason was really confused by that. Um, you know, religion's supposed to be a good thing. So. Yeah. It, it was really extra traumatizing. Yeah, mm-hmm. young and if I just say that, man, what's up with all these people with that? Like using religion as like a... A tool. A tool, yeah. Yeah, yeah to take advantage Ugh. of people. I know it's yucky. Sick. 
Um, so in 1989, so around the age of 14, Jason's father was charged and convicted of second-degree abuse of a minor, and he received a three-year sentence. Three years? Yeah. But it gets better no. because the sentence was a suspended sentence, so he didn't even have to do any actual jail time. What? Yeah. Um, so after this, the family uh, moved to Wasilla, um, Alaska, which was only about 45 minutes away. And Jason said that nobody ever checked in on him. He was homeschooled. He received no counseling, no follow-up. So, I mean, I can only assume that his dad was, you know, free to keep abusing him uh, with no further repercussions, as far as I could tell. His mom got back together with him after that shit? From what I, yeah, could tell, they, yeah, they were. They they moved together as a family. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cute. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, so, naturally... Instead of sticking around, uh, Jason ran away at the age of 16, um, and so did his brother Joel, though I don't think they fled together. Um, I think they went um, at different times, Mm -hmm. but around the same general time frame. Uh, Jason fled to Washington, uh, but with no money or any form of ID, he began a life of crime just to get by. Um, So he often stole unattended wallets from gyms Mm -hmm. because he knew that you know, they were likely, yeah, they were likely to be left unattended. Um, he said, or, you know, from this time, he said, from that point on, I turned into a thief. So even though he was arrested twice in his first 14 months in Washington, he kept stealing for a living um, because he was actually really scared that if he went to a homeless shelter for help, that, you know, he was still a minor. He was scared that they'd get in contact with his parents and he'd have to go back to Alaska. So he just decided to um, to continue being homeless and stealing instead. Which yes. sucks. I don't blame him, though. It's <laughs> such a fucked up reality. I wouldn't blame him either. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this kind of lifestyle went on for years. You know, even after he got to be an adult, it was kind of what he knew. So just kind of bled over from there. Um, sometimes he was able to work some construction jobs. But when he wasn't, he just kept stealing and ended up racking up a record um, that spanned in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, California, and um, eventually back in Alaska as well, um, after he moved back around 2008, so when he was around 33 or so. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So a long, long time span of just kind of the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, he described this time as really fitting because he had, it's really sad, um, because he had so much hatred for himself. So he said he felt worthless and basically thought that throwing his life away was kind of an appropriate representation on how he felt you know he just felt like it wasn't worth it because he wasn't worth it you know yeah which is that's just so sad so once he was back in alaska he was quickly convicted for theft possession of controlled substance and assault against um, his then wife Um, and at the time he denied the charges but he was still found guilty Um, and then in june 2016 he really started to escalate um, with his crimes. So on June 24th, 2016, he knocked on the door of 68-year-old Charles Albee, pushed him inside, and made him sit on the bed. Fortunately, he just robbed Albee and left left his home. But two days later, um, he had uh, the same routine um, onto his next victim, who was Andreas Barbosa. Uh, this time, though, he arrived at Barboza's house uh, around 4 a.m., and he had two females with him, one of which was filming with her cell phone the whole incident. So oh, that's nice. great. I don't know if police ever recovered the video. I 
I never saw anything in my research that was that more than just mentioned that she was recording. So I don't know what happened to it. I don't know what happened to mm-hmm. the to the females. I don't know if he. Um, I don't know if they were ever even caught. Huh. To be honest, because I never saw their names. I never saw him speak of them. So I don't know. Hopefully they were though. Oh yeah. Uh, this time, uh, Jason assaulted Barboza with you know some punches to the face, and he threatened him with a hammer before he robbed his house and stole his truck. Uh, he told him to sit down on the bed before he, quote, bashed his dome in. Um, Douche. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not long after this attack, it was just like a span, like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. He just kind of like broke and went on a little bit of a, a rampage. I think this all happened within like a week or two time span. Oh, wow. So I don't, yeah, I don't have the date for this very last one, but it wasn't long after the second attack that Jason broke into the home of 68-year-old Wesley Demarest. Um, around 1 a.m. using the same M.O. as he did with his last two victims. So Jason had his hammer and um, busted in, and he told Demarest to lay on the bed, but Demarest refused. Jason told him to get on his knees, and he refused. So Jason hit Demarest in the face with the hammer that he was wielding and stole many items from his home, including his laptop, um, and fled. Uh, Demarest woke up in a pool of his own blood, and he immediately called the police. Thankfully, he had, thankfully he wasn't injured badly enough to not be able to do that. But, you know, thankfully they didn't have a hard time finding Jason either, who was nearby in his vehicle with, you know, of course, a slew of stolen items, as well as a notebook of names, including the names of um, the three victims that he had already come in contact with. (laughs) You look confused. I'm very confused. Like, I'm waiting for, like, the... The catch? Yes. Well... The names in the notebook turned out to be that of convicted sex offenders that he had looked up online and targeted because of their crimes. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, now I don't know how I feel about this. Right? <laughs> um, so Jason referred to himself, like, during these attacks, I think with um, his last victim in particular, who was, you know, disobeying mm-hmm. him. He referred to himself as an avenging angel to mete out justice for the people hurt by these offenders mm-hmm. um, he was described by media as a uh, vigilante pedophile hunter and they dubbed him the Alaskan Avenger the Alaskan Avenger I know he needs like it reminds, I don't know I just got the picture of like he some guy suit. with like wings yeah in a, in a suit <laughs> yeah he's an angel wings like holding Shit. something in the air I don't know what but uh, he needs some sort of costume uh, so he was charged of course, with 18 counts of assault, robbery, burglary, and theft, and he pleaded not guilty. He had said, I thought back to my experiences as a child and felt the overwhelming desire to act. I took matters into my own hands and assaulted three pedophiles. Uh, Jason's attorney mm-hmm. told the... You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> like, sounds, sounds, sounds right. Right. <laughs> Um, Jason's attorney told the local newspaper that he didn't think Jason needed to be punished and that his punishment, you know, started out when he was a child who didn't deserve, you know, what had happened yeah, to him. Yeah, it's very personal. Like, it seems like every attack he had was, like, super personal. Like, like yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not like he was just knocking on random doors. Yeah, it random It was doors. directly related to the trauma that he experienced yeah, as a kid, like, for sure. Um, yeah, so his attorney, you know, argued that it basically only happened as a result of Jason being victimized himself. So he had pled guilty, but Jason did end up striking a deal with the prosecution and later pled guilty um, in 2018. 
and was sentenced to 28 years in prison, followed by a five-year suspended sentence and five years of probation. So his most affected victim, that last victim, Wesley Dermot. Nice. Demarest. I have a bloody nose. Oh, no! Stop! Ah, there's toilet paper over there! Oh, shit, we all got headphones on. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? I don't know. It's that devil guy. Don't say that! <laughs> devil guy. Ew, 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 ew. Random. Thank you. I would have grabbed it if I got four of my fingers. Oh my god, is it gonna get crazy gushy like your other ones do? We'll see. Probably. Oh my god. Oh yeah, because I felt it going down my throat oh. when I was waiting. There. <laughs> That's one of the fucking nastiest feelings that I can think of. Now we're gonna have some crackly because of my fucking okay. technical difficulty. <laughs> my, <laughs> my fucking technical nose. Difficulty. <laughs> you okay? I'm fine. Are you shaking? No, I just oh. looking at my finger. Oh, you have blood on it? I do. Fucking A. I'm sorry. That came on so suddenly. Weather change. Is it? Dryer? Yeah. Ugh. My feet peel when the weather changes. <laughs> I'm glad it's only that. Yeah. My nose fucking gushes nasty. Cute. That sucks. Ew. That was a nasty swallow. <laughs> sorry. I saw it. I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I know. Why are you sorry for me? I don't even. I'm not swallowing blood. <sighs> I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what to do for you. It's all right. There's nothing you can do. I just have to wait. Wait it out. <laughs> we can, oh, no. If you're comfortable, I can still record. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine by me. Bloody nose, guys. Sorry. It's all right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, his uh. So his most affected victim, uh, that last victim, Wesley Demarest, uh, suffered serious brain injury that left him without a job or ability to pay rent. And he even had a hard time stringing words together into, you know, proper coherent sentences. I remember he basically said that, like, it ruined his life, which, you know, he was like, so I guess Jason got what he wanted. Like, yeah. he ruined my life. And now I, I, I think it's from his sentencing, from Jason's sentencing. I remember this pretty iconic image from the case itself, like of Jason smiling at his brother in the courtroom. Um, and that's how I found out about this case in the first place. It was like that meme of like his brother and him smiling. And it was basically just like, you know, I thought he was a murderer when I, yeah, for, I thought that's what it was, but it was basically said like uh something about like the alaskan avenger you know his smiling at his brother and this guy went after pedophiles is all that it was and i was like well that's pretty crazy i'm surprised he didn't go and turn on his dad or his stepdad or whatever yeah i i don't know when he died i know that his mom confirmed around this time that he was dead and that his ashes were scattered throughout alaska um so i don't know how long he lived and you know, now that we're talking about it, I, I'm almost curious if that's why he kind of blew up and attacked these people. I wonder if his dad died. Died, so he had to take out something. Right, and realize that he would never be able to have closure with that. Yeah. Or um, confront him, or, like, that chapter of his life was closed, so he maybe took it out on other people. Yeah, so anyway, that image of Jason and his brother smiling at each other in the courtroom, I feel like the vibe it gives off is like a like proud moment like like it's all right like we did the right thing or like you yeah. did the right thing bro and the, the brother or jason looks you know kind of proud but it doesn't seem like it really represents the way that they felt 
about the situation. Uh, Jason actually said um, since his arrest, he said he never meant to injure um, Demarest, and he really regrets it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things. I don't. I don't know if he would still regret it as much if he didn't get caught either. You know. Like, yeah. I don't know. He says he regrets it. Um, he also filed an appeal. Uh, saying that PTSD should be considered a mitigating factor in his case and sentence. Um, but in October 2020, it was rejected. And although Jason is, uh, he's regarded as somewhat of a hero by locals, uh, by a lot of locals, the judge said, quote, vandalism won't be, or vandalism, no, that's not it. Vigilanteism won't be accepted in our society. So Jason is set to stay serving his sentence behind bars. And um, there's a quote from one of the letters that he had written out, and I just thought it would be a good quote of his to end on. Um, So he says, quote, I began my life sentence many, many years ago. It was handed down to me by an ignorant, hateful, poor substitute for a father. I now face losing most of the rest of my life due to a decision to lash out at people like him. To all those who have suffered like I have, love yourself and those around you. This is truly the only way forward. Oh, that's that's actually a good isn't that quote. really pretty? Yeah. yeah, it's like nobody really wins here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just tragedy upon tragedy that just ruined lives. It just ruined lives. Hmm. So I don't know um, what ended up happening to his brother. I don't think Jason had any kids, from what I could tell. Mm-hmm. So when does he get out? Does it say or? Um. Well, in 2018, he was sentenced to 28 it's years. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'll it'll be it'll be quite some time, and he was born in seventy five, so that was a good one. I mean, like not, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, we know what you mean. (laughs) We all know what you mean. We all want a good one like that. Yeah, it was an interesting one. You know, if nothing else, it's different. Yeah. Sorry if you hear crackles. It's my nose. I'm just making sure it's done bleeding. Is it good? I think so. That's toilet paper. <laughs> Luckily, I had a whole pack in here. Yeah. And now it's just sitting on the table. The whole, <laughs> We're going to have to roll. disinfect it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, nah, okay. Just, it's there for you if it happens again. Is there any love face? No. You're good. I'd tell you. Sorry about your fingers, though. I know. <laughs> I'm going to hide those. <laughs> good those thing it's a my pockets. sound show. I told Ian I was venturing out to an Alaska episode, and he was like, no, Alaska. Which, have you seen um, The Fourth Kind? No. <gasps> you haven't seen that movie? I don't watch a lot of movies anymore. Oh my god, that movie is terrifying. It's amazing. It's an alien movie. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. You thought I was talking about alien objections tonight. That's mm. so in-depth. I would need, like, hours. I would need a whole day to oh, research yeah. Oh, yeah. to be able to get my ducks in a row for that. Can we watch that movie some- soon, please? Can we please... Have a fucking movie night. sleepover. <laughs> yeah, we need a, like another like hotel night or a sleepover of some sort. Can we please have a sleepover soon and we just watch movies and shit? Yes. Thank you. That'd be fun. That's all I ever wanted. Yes. All right. Have like a girl sleepover. Yeah, we're doing that. Let's go plan a sleepover and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodles.